You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome to the Mind of the Meanie, a weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Episode 199. Man, dude. Fucking weird is that? It's crazy. Genuinely crazy. Yeah, you've been here a while, bro. <clears throat> I, ch- I clocked in, like, I don't know, at least <laughs> two years ago, and it's like, oh, well, I should probably take a lunch break at some point, right? Like, I should probably stop and eat, maybe? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, like, a gold watch or something some kind of some kind of congratulatory item some kind of trinket will we it's like that stepbrother scene like will we receive anything for coming to the interview today (laughs) (laughs) man they wore tuxedos to (laughs) an interview (laughs) it requires you to clean bathrooms (laughs) did you fart (laughs) i don't i don't know <laughs> I'll do that sometimes with the, with the kids. I'll fucking rip one, and they're like, "Did you fart?" I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'll fart uh, around Mrs. Meanie. Yeah, she, she she went. Did you fart? Like, I'll let out silent one. Mm. And she goes, "Did you fart?" And I'll just be like, you know, just give it <laughs> like the petrified, like, "Oop, you caught me!" Look. Did I? (laughs) Good Lord. It's crazy. I was just looking back at our, uh, at our feet here, um, at our platforming. I was trying to get the right episode that I started, uh, with you. My very first episode hosting the mind of the meanie was episode 73, uh, all the way back in August. It was August 16th of 2020, 2021, was the Jesus. very first time. I was still in Pittsburgh. I was still living there. And uh, we did a handful of episodes after that. Uh, and then episode 93, looks like, was my very first official start here, which is, and now we're in 199, which is just like, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's awesome, yeah. though, too. It's awesome that people are still listening and yes. that- Again, like we the say, important part. that's the important part. People are still downloading and listening, which is super cool, right? And we still have our pod squad over at uh, patreon.com slash which means the world. Yes. Because that's, that's an investment. Yep. You know, it's, it's very cool, man. Everything. From- and it helps the show. This I, I love, you know, while we're doing the show, we're looking over at the chat and people are, have a conversation. It's a you know, community yep. we've uh, tried to build here, you know? It's really cool because, like I said, we have the shows. And you should, if you're not, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, my God, like Blue, if I may call you Blue uh, as a form, you know, more informal, right? Uh, How do I, how do I get a, be a part of this? You can go to patreon.com slash mind of the meaning right now and sign up today. And then you get to be a part of the pod squad for just $10 and you get to watch us record live and you get to be a part of the, the, the hallway chats and the green room shows and you can see what we're doing in here. 
And it's super dope. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Fantastic. That's fantastic. But, yeah, so. man. Uh, but yeah, just uh, I can't believe 200 is next week. Yeah, dude. Uh, we have some cool things. We were uh, discussing in our uh, pre green <laughs> pre green room meeting mm-hmm. uh, of what to do during the show. Or we got a lot of cool. Uh, we a lot of people have sent in some uh, well wishes. Yeah, and it's like wow, there's like thirty, almost forty of them, mm-hmm. and uh, some really cool names involved. Yeah. And uh, there's still more to come, so we're just trying to figure out: do we uh, do a full episode where we talk and then just play clips, or you know, save the clips for the end, like a like a PS? Because I think the the uh, well wishes go you know, go for another good half hour, forty five minutes to an hour. Yeah, there's a some lot. Are, you know, direct. A- some are direct, and some are pretty funny. Uh huh. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm still waiting. Uh, there's some people who said they were going to send some men. But I understand people's, you know, people are busy. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I've reached out, a, reached out a couple of times. And, you know, like I said, we we are, like, I feel grateful that I've been able to do this show and become a part of this world and become, you know, close with you. And, and just, like, it's amazing that we're, we do these things, right? And- some of the names that have sent us stuff, like I, I I'll, I'll text Minnie because, you know, I'm a fan at heart, right? And I'll get the, you know, we'll get the uploads. It's like, holy shit, I can't believe this person just sent something, you know? And it's just, it's <laughs> it's cool. Like, it's cool to to see that and like, and to know that like these people are supportive of what you're doing and like, you know, they listen to the show and it, it's just, it's, it's, it's cool. So we're really excited to bring that to you. We have a fun, you know, start, yeah. start of the show clip we're going to play as well. Um, from a yes. friend of ours that we've spoken about um, multiple times on the show. Uh, she did something fun for us a while back, and we thought it would be uh, prudent to start the show with that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're excited. Episode 200 is coming next week, so stay tuned. Um, and then the Pod Squad, and again, Patreon, you're going to get a fun bunch of exclusives from that just for you in the Patreon group. So if you haven't signed up, sign up today patreon.com slash mind of the meaning and we'll show them there. So meaning, like I said, at the top of the program, it's great to be here with you today. I was not sure if I was going to see you live and direct today because of this fucking crazy weather we have. I want to make sure. Has it it reached you? So not yet today. I'm looking out the sky here and it's, it's dark as shit on the other side over here, but we were out of power earlier in the week for, I think it was a day and a half. Wow. And then the power went out yesterday when I was at the office. Mrs. Goober reached out as she was painting and she said, yep, the power just went out again. So I'm fully expecting for a power outage again, which would not be the first time that's happened here on, on the program. Uh, but I know um, it's, uh, it was bad. It was really, we lost everything in the fridge and it was the shits. But did you guys lose power? Did you guys have any more Vine Street no. um, expressway no. floods over there? Nothing. Uh, the Vine Street uh, didn't flood this time like it did that one time. Or <laughs> see people doing cannonballs off the uh, overhead. So jealous. Which, I wish I could have done it. Ooh, I don't need. <laughs> hopefully, none of those people had open wounds. Ooh. And I just got hands growing out of their fucking foreheads now, dude. God knows what's in that fucking water. What's lurking? <laughs> you know, just a fucking 
Mud shark. Oh, God. The- <laughs> it's got fucking got, got a shark with a giant fucking, like... You got to figure that, like, Jimmy sewage teeth. would fucking back, in, back, back into that, you know, just fucking... If there's, like, a sewage, like, like a... Of a of a backup line, you know, backs up. Yeah, it's full of turlet water. You know, just fucking. <laughs> the words of Archie Bunker, you know, the turlet. You know, mm. but God, I can't even all the all the sewer lines probably. I would imagine probably backed up because you well you figure like there's grates and shit that are down there, and yeah. Vine Street flooded that high, like that's that's brutal. That's a huge fucking. I mean, that was all the way up to the the top of the fucking overpass there. Like that was a significant flood. Yes. Um, so there had to have been all kinds of nasty going on, and I can't even look. The thought of thinking about what Philadelphia sewers look like. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Rip my skin off real fast. I'll be right back. <laughs> we swam in yeah. a retention base one time. Did I tell you that story? What's that? I swam in a retention base one time during Hurricane Floyd. No. <laughs> So it was like 97 and my brothers and I, we lived in, in Newtown in Bucks County and across the street from us was this big retention base. It was like where the sewers and everything dumped out. Right. And yeah. so the whole area flooded over there and me and my brothers and a couple of our friends, Tyler Glass, who is uh, Todd Glass's nephew, the comedian, um, he lived down the street from me. And so he came over and a bunch of our friends and we're like, all right, well, let's fucking do something. It's pouring rain. We got let out of school. We were out of school for a couple of days because the storm was so bad. And we're like, all right, let's go to this fucking retention base and swim. And we went in and we fucking swam in what was probably raw sewage. And my <sighs> mother came home and she fucking hit the roof. She, Jesus Christ, get the fuck out of that there. What are you guys doing? You're crazy. She made us stand outside and in the fucking pouring rain and wind, she was spraying us with the hose and she wouldn't let us come back in. She was like, Take, go to the garage and fucking throw your clothes away. <laughs> go upstairs. Don't touch anything. Put these bags on your feet. Oh my God, dude. I was like, what was I thinking? Before you turn into a chud. (laughs) Here you fucking chud. The good news is I wasn't sick for like four or five years afterwards. Like I never caught anything, but no, that was a really stupid idea. And I don't recommend anyone doing it, but yeah, that was, uh, it's funny. You know, uh, George Carlin talks about, you know, swimming in the, in the Hudson river. He's like, yeah, we swam in raw sewage. (laughs) We had the immune system. <laughs> oh man, the polio never stood a, t- a chance. We were tempered in raw shit. Yep, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Speaking of George, let's jump into that real fast yeah. that you sent me. I know that's been, been very controversial. Um, our yeah. friends, our friends at the Dudesy Podcast. Uh, shout out to Will Sasso and Chad Coltrane uh, over there at the show. If you don't listen to Dudesy, you should definitely do so. Even if it's yes. just to listen to. Will Sasso do the Jesse Ventura impression while he pitches products? Jesse Ventura. Hostess is proud. Like, I watch, Jay, that's like part of Daniel's bedtime routine now is to watch the Hostess Ding Dong Edithon clip. But anyway, uh, you should definitely like go out of your way to watch that. But uh, friends they, of the show. Friends, friends of the show. Friends of the show. Uh, but they did a clip recently or did a bit where Dudesy, which is the AI machine that runs the show that does the prompts, uh, created a brand quote unquote brand new George Carlin uh, comedy special. I want to ask you if you've listened to it yet, and then we can sort of pull this apart. And what did you, did you get a chance to listen to it? Meanie. Yes, sir. Fantasy football champs as well. 
Our friends at Manscaped want to congratulate you on making it to the 2024 playoffs. As for the rest, well, the fantasy gods have spoken and it's time to shave off that didn't make the cut playoff beard. No more hiding behind facial hair. Embrace the clean slate with Manscaped's Beard Hedger because nothing should be as unruly as your failed trade strategies. Embrace victory and join the 10 million men who trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code MINDMEANY for 20% off and plus free shipping. Meanie, I want to ask you about your first impressions of the Beard Hedger and how it's helped keep the Meanie Beard looking fresh and spotless. The Beard Hedger has been a game changer. Uh, You know, I'm known worldwide for this beard. And uh, the Beard Hedger helps me keep it neat, keep it clean. I got my own custom... uh, settings for the guard so I could get the same exact cut each and every time. I love the Beard Hedger and I don't know where my life has been without it. And I know that I have enjoyed it very well. Keeps the goober beard looking nice and tight here as well in between my visits to the barbershop. So gentlemen, tidy up your act with a clean shave before you draft your way to redemption next season. Manscaped is the ultimate franchise player to take your face to the end zone with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. This package has made it easier than ever to craft your signature look and is a premium beard sculpting machine. It features the Beard Hedger Cordless Trimmer. It has one guard with 20 different lakes, 20 meanie, and it's waterproof. That's right, no more drawers full of 20 different guards. Shower shave as much as your heart desires. Don't just shave, indulge in the liquid luxury. Our kit includes specially crafted formulations to keep your beard looking Brilliant. And lastly, meaning as a bonus, Manscaped has thrown in a beard accessory pack that comes with the beard brush, beard comb, and beard scissors for the finishing touches every modern bearded gentleman deserves. So get 20% off plus free shipping by using our promo code MINDMEANY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code MINDMEANY. Get ready for fantasy football offseason like a true grooming champion with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. You're not just shaping your beard, you're crafting a winning look. Manscaped.com. Use promo code MINDMEANY. And we want to thank them, as always, for sponsoring the program. I Yeah, I, I definitely listened to it. Um, and it, it was, it was kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, it's computer generated it's not going to be perfect uh there's certain certain things that were just like okay that's computer you know yeah because it's like a combination of like all his voices kind of you know but uh and i can understand uh, his daughter kelly has come out and you know uh has been against it and i get it Mm-hmm. You know, it's her her father, uh, hit you know his legacy. She's the uh, you know she's the you know the keeper of his legacy and you know how it you know it is you know seen and um, you know this is you know unauthorized, but mm-hmm. as a fan of George Carlin, uh, it's like you know I you know. Van Halen's my number one band, mm-hmm. but goddamn, if somebody puts it un- unreleased songs out, I'm going to listen to them and I'm going yeah. to enjoy them. 
you know, and this is kind of weird because it's not George. He didn't write this material, but it's pretty, pretty darn close, you know, to something he would, you know, material he would do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, be, being a studier, like I like to study uh, other performers. Uh, I like to study, like, what they do, like, get a feel for it. Like, uh, you know, the other night, yeah, me and Mrs. Me went to see Jeff Dunham mm. over at the Wells Fargo Center. <clears throat> and, yeah, other I mean, he's hilarious. But the whole time I'm watching him, I'm watching the uh, inside baseball stuff, you know, trying to, yeah. you know, figure shit out. And I've done that with George for, you know, since I've heard him, you know. I first heard him in 1983, I think. <clears throat> so, like, I'm listening to this AI George Carlin special, and the, the the set structure is pretty darn close. Yeah, you know, to like, you know, uh, the start, the middle, and what I usually refer to as the go home in the mm-hmm. set. You know, you get, you get, it's kind of like when you're flying a, a, a flying somewhere, and you can feel the dis- descent of the plane start to happen. Yep. Like, exactly oh, what you're talking about. Right, yep. we're, we're, yeah, we're starting to land. You know, you could kind of feel that in a set, you yep. know, any comedian set. And uh, having watched George, you know, more than half my life, uh, I, I you could tell the go-homes, you know, the, the go-home sequences. So, you know, this artificial intelligence, this computer, uh, did a fairly re- fairly good job. And... Um, this is the second one Duty's done. They did one with Tom Brady. <laughs> with Tom Brady? They did a Tom Brady one, which got a cease and desist. Really? Uh, yeah. Ooh, and uh, uh, that was bizarre, but he did like three hours worth of comedy within an hour because like it wasn't taking a breath. Right, know? right. But with this George Carlin one, they, they put in an audience and there was pausing and stuff like that and felt as close as you probably get to a real one yeah you know and of course there's you know the people are like oh this is this is a disgrace and this and that it's like come on man yeah you know uh, the only person who has you know i saw somebody say this is disgusting you know it's just like there's been a lot of overreaction mm. mm-hmm you know, the only, you know, the, there's, rea- I've seen reactions from total strangers that you should be reserved for his daughter, you know, just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, but, you know, I understand where his daughter's coming from. You know, that's, that's her father. Right. And uh, that's the legacy she's trying to preserve. But it's a glimpse into the future, I'm thinking. Yeah. What's, and I know we've we've kind of touched on AI stuff here before on the show, um, but it, it it in some aspects, and I it's it's weird to make this comparison in my brain, but it's the first thing I thought of. It was, and I think I mentioned it before, but the the R and B singer Aaliyah, I guess it was about two years ago or three years ago now, they released yeah. um uh what sounded like a recording that she recorded into like a boombox. And I can't play it on on the episode here, um, obviously, because we'll get a we'll get flagged from YouTube uh, for that. But um, I'm just trying to pull up the name of the record now. Um, but it was, it, it was. I mean, to be honest, it was poorly done. 
right? Like it was not yeah. something that sounded like it should have ever been released. It was not something that should have been pushed out. Um, it wasn't mixed in, oh, it's called Poison. That's the name of it. It was 2021. Um, I understand the thought process of wanting to release and listen to material from people that are no longer alive, right? Obviously, right. as we've talked about before, Prince has a, a an extensive vault. Michael Jackson has, Al, Tupac, they all have un, extensive unreleased vaults of, of music that have not been heard by the public. I think my issue with the Aaliyah song was the fact that they spun it and made it like really, it was just really unpolished the way they released it. And then they released it again and it almost sounded like it was worse. Like there's a specific um, audio sound. It sounds like it's it's like fluttering back and forth in your ears. And it's like, why is this happening, right? I say all that to say that I got some of those feelings listening to the Carlin special where it was like, this is unnatural, right? Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. I think it's only because and I say unnatural. I, I didn't have a reaction to it the way I've seen some of these people on Twitter have reactions to it. Which again, Kelly should be the one responding in that regard, right? Yes. As a fan of his, of a, a lifelong fan of his work, um, you know, I didn't have that visceral of, of a response to it. It was just like, oh, this is unique. You know, this is interesting. Yeah. Um, but it definitely felt like there were parts where it was like, this is odd, you know, like this is odd to listen to. And, um, and again, to be fair, like when you're watching Will Sasso and you know, the clip is online where they actually like when dudes, he plays it for the first time, both of them look genuinely uncomfortable listening to it too. Like Will is very, like, seems very disturbed by the whole thing. But, um, I do agree with you. I think that it is definitely going to be the future with a lot of things that, that come out from maybe not so much like dead celebrities or, or comedians that are, are no longer here, but like other avenues, you know, um, what was the thing they did with Anthony Bourdain? We talked about a couple of months ago where they had that uh, documentary and they AI generated his voice reading from yeah. um, uh, like a journal or, or, a, or an entry that he put in before he died. And it was like, I don't know where we're going with this and like, what are the ethical implications of all of this? And so, but again, like, you know, it, at the same token though, as a Carlin fan, I'm also like, Oh, this is fucking dope. You know, (laughs) like the idea of like hearing something in 2024 that George Carlin may or may not have done. Yeah. You know, like it, it was very close to that. So, um, speaking of, um, like unauthorized things. So there's a guy who had put out an unauthorized, in hell documentary mm. of the, the Roth era. It's like maybe a four or five parter. And during that, he took clips from interviews like Dave had done and ran it through an, an AI in Dave's voice. And that was kind of interesting. Like when it comes to AI, there's stuff I wouldn't mind. Like mm. if mm-hmm. somebody did it, if somebody did an autobiography, mm-hmm. And you wanted to use AI to make like an audiobook version of it in that person's voice, you know that would be pretty pretty cool. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of books that haven't been done as audiobooks. So if you just run it through and you know make something that wasn't previously available available, you know, of course, you know, hopefully, you know, it's officially done through, you know, whoever did it. But I would. I would love to hear that, you know. Right. I, I would love to hear an audio book in somebody's voice, you know. Um, you know. There's a lot of, you know, you know, get, get the Bret Hart book, 
Yeah. You know, and just run that through there or, you know, just different things, you know, just different things I'd love to hear done through AI. But trying to create new material, like if you do yeah, AI with previously released, you know, you know, like transcripts of interviews, mm -hmm. uh, autobiographies, stuff like that. But to create new material, like somebody did like in that, there's an AI Eminem uh, song that came out or something like that. Yeah, about cats or something they did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was interesting. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, just they're, they're, there's definitely going to be a lot of debate in the future. There's going to be a lot of util utilizing AI in the future. Yeah. It's going to be a ethical debate about it. And um, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. I mean, <clears throat> obviously, there's, you know, a lot of things you need humans for. Um, right, right. And uh, I'm not sure if a computer, you know, again, that Carlin thing was kind of close. Yeah. And I was pretty good. I mean, I was legit, like, I legit laughed at some stuff. Yeah, and just, yeah, me too. Yeah. But it was also just like, and it, it was kind of current. Yeah. You know which what I'm is, saying? It's like. Which is crazy, right? Like Jeff Bezos and like some of the other things he was yeah. talking about. I was like, oh my God, like this is, it's it's like a mind fuck in some ways. We are like, I can't believe that this is happening right now where this is like this voice, right? Even though it's not his voice, but it's still like close enough based yeah. on the tempo and the tone and tenor and way he, he projected and things. It's close enough that it could possibly be him. But I also, you brought up a good point where you were talking about previously like written or recorded material. I don't, I see what they did with the new Beatles song, the now and then record. I see yeah. that as a completely acceptable version. And when I say acceptable, right, everybody has their own boundaries and, 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 and ethical lines and things. And I'm not, certainly not saying anything about or giving any judgment on the Carlin documentary with that context what i'm saying is in my mind if you have a record that john lennon produced or wrote 40 years ago that's just or, been, or a demo or a demo right a demo that he recorded into into a tape deck and you're able to finish that record you know i mean and, and the story's out there like they they worked on it when they did those records in the 90s when the three of them got together and and they couldn't finish it they were like it's just not possible right and so then they were able to layer everything, all the work they had done, all four of them together, and they were able to release this brand new song based upon this super advanced AI machine that they were able to use and this the system that they used. So in my brain, I'm going, that's I would love to hear that stuff because that's actually them saying those things or singing or any of that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, uh, the Carlin thing, I don't necessarily believe is as insidious as some of the other things that are floating around online with AI. <laughs> like I've, I'm sure between the two of us, we've seen some weird shit. Um, but I think it yeah. definitely does open up that conversation where you're like, where's this going to go? You know, but again, right again, like at the other part of me enjoyed it. You know? <laughs> the other part of me was like, yeah. this is cool. Like this is, this is, this is a fascinating look into, into the scope of what, what potentially could come. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely interested. Um, and there's people who warn about how AI can be dangerous, <clears throat> especially if you're going to do like deep fake stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's dangerous shit. Make a world leader say something they didn't say and then 
Yeah. Before somebody fact checks it and goes, oh, that wasn't real. Somebody has a knee-jerk reaction and right. starts a war or something like that. It's just, there's, you know, a lot of data, you know, there's a couple crazy things that can happen, but... Like uh, Will Sasso says on duty, uh, you want to you you solve the problem to uh, AI? Just pour water on it. <laughs> He's right. Just pull the plug. Yeah. Just, it's done. You know? Yeah. Then it's over. It's kind of it's kind of like, uh, what's that movie? Space Odyssey. I know um, 2001, a Space Odyssey, you know, yeah. how, the, how the Robot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're getting to that point, you know? It's certainly possible, but I, uh, the one other thing I wanted to, I was going to mention something else and it, and it just slipped out of my mind, um, about the AI. Oh, that's right. And I know I've mentioned this on the show before, but before, before we pivot, um, if you're watching an AI, what you think might be an AI video, this is lessons from Goober here, professor Goober in in the house. Um, I want (laughs) you, you. Goober, you, you've signed up. This is actually part of the Patreon, uh, signups. You get uh, free unsolicited advice from me, which I'm sure everyone loves. Um, but <laughs> your face. Um, so if you look at their mouth, look at the mouth of the, uh, the person who's speaking in the video. If it looks unnatural, cause there are muscle movements and things that happen with your mouth when you're actually speaking as opposed to somebody who is AI generated. And that's the dead giveaway for me every single time. When I watch something, I'm like right there, like within the first like three seconds, I'm like, that's fake. Like that's, that mouth is fake. I know. Who who played Superman the last couple of Superman movies? Oh God, Henry Cavill. There was something where he was playing Superman and then he went on to do another movie and he had to grow a beard for the movie. Yeah, he had must, they, a mustache. They, they want, yeah. They, yeah, they wanted him to refilm it. He's like, Oh, I can't shave for this part. So they tried to do some kind of AI. <clears throat> to cover his mustache and it just looked weird mm-hmm. just like you said look at the mouth yeah. it's like you said that and it just reminded me of the whole superman thing where dude couldn't shave his you know mustache for the the reshoots or he would lose <laughs> his other gig yeah. yeah so it's just like <laughs> it just looked weird mm-hmm. uh but yeah the, hey that's that's where we're going you know um What's his name? Um, uh, Die Hard. Who's starting Die Hard? Uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis designed over his uh, likeness for like future stuff or like when he's gone. You know, his really. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just his voice or his likeness likeness, but he signed it over. So like even when the, you know, because I think he, he knew you know he's. I think he has dementia now. He's got some form of like really aggressive dementia. Yeah. Yeah. So he wanted to take care of his, you know, maybe take care of his family, you know, mm-hmm. for once the uh, dementia worsens, yeah. so to speak. So he signed over his digital likeness. I forget that. I, I think to a company in Japan. Mm. So, and then this is, you know, where we're going. Yeah. You know? Uh, so you said in, in pulling the plug, I want to pivot back to that because this has also been a topic of conversation on Twitter recently. And I wanted to get your thoughts as someone who's been in professional wrestling. Um, the past oh, yeah. the past two WWE shows, uh, okay. each of them have had matches that have been ref stopped due to a bump. 
So on Monday Night Raw, Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser of Imperium were in a tag team match against Kofi Kingston and Jey Uso. And uh, Vinci was jumping off the top rope and took a really nasty hit from Kofi, which looks accidental, and slammed his head real hard on the mat and was knocked unconscious. Yeah. Very obvious what was happening. Um, they, the ref threw the X up and they rung the bell and the doctor jumped into the match. And last night, obviously, as a, as a timestamp, today is Saturday the, the 13th of January. Last night was Friday Night SmackDown. And a similar instance happened with Austin Theory and Carmelo Hayes. Um, where they tried to do a Spanish fly, it botched. It looked like actually Austin Theory. I thought he broke his neck for a minute. That how he landed. Uh, I, I have and, not seen this, but yeah. And Go they on. both they both got their bells rung. Um, and it turns out, obviously afterwards, you know, the ref threw the X up. They stopped the match. The doctors jumped in. Grayson Waller was actually in the ring with them, checking on him. Um, it was it was pretty ugly, man. It was an ugly ugly spot. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts about you know because I know there's been talk about ref stoppages and things like that. I wanted to get your perspective on on how, you know, the future of wrestling looks with things like that happening in, you know, in real time. Hey, you know, good on them for looking out for the the wellness of the wrestlers. You know, you know I've definitely had my you know, bell rung during the match, you know, which is a, you don't want to say, it, it, people say, you know, back in the day, you know, if somebody got a concussion, they say they got their bell rung. But I know I've definitely hit my head. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I, I don't know if to the degree where I've gotten a concussion, you know, because I've never been, I never sought out medical treatment for it, you know. Yeah. But um, I could talk, think of at least two times where I've done a bump off the, you know, second rope, and dinged my head, and you know, got you know dizzy. I wish somebody could have, you know, stepped in. But back in those days, you know, you had to work, you had to power through. Right. But with this, I like it because it's A, it protects the worker, and B, it also adds an element of realism, mm -hmm. you know, uh, which makes me, you know, think that they should kind of should, should kind of, you know, start working in some uh, worked ones as well. It's kind of... In reality, in, re in in any kind of combat sport, you know, there's there's ref stoppages, whether it's boxing or MMA and stuff like that. And they've done that in the past, like the the one Starcade uh, was a uh, Flair Dusty, where they had Joe Frazier do the the, the ref stoppage because of too much blood. Mm, yeah, it kind of you know, uh, I think that was Starcade '84. That's like the earliest one I can remember where they did a you know ref stoppage. Which means if you're going to willing to do that, if you're going to start, if you're going to start doing ref stoppages for shoot things, you kind of have to start toning down certain things, other things you do. Yeah. Because it's going to make, it's going to confuse people, mm -hmm. you know. You stop a match because a guy took a bump and slammed his head. Awesome. Yeah, you know, I mean, not awesome that he is. Awesome you stopped the match. Right, right, right. But now if you have somebody go through a table, like go through the ref's table, and the ref just stands there and does this, you know, go for the standing 10 and, and not check him and not stop the match, people are going like, well, they stopped the match on a simple bump. But on this right. big spectacular thing, the ref didn't give a shit. 
you know? It's, right, right, yeah. <clears throat> you're going to have a little bit of confusion there, you know, and, uh, you know, it just, it's something they're going to have to, I, I would like to see them work through, you know, just to say, hey, you know, if we're going to do ref stoppages for shoot, we got to have to, like, tailor some of the things we do going forward with, mm -hmm. you know, going through the announcer's table or going through table tables and stuff like that. You know, have the ref dive out of the ring and check on them after something like that and go, okay, he's, he's fit to continue kind of thing, you know? Right, right. Some kind of signaling you know, or something that they do to yeah, indi indicate that they're okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I saw the tag one from uh, two weeks ago mm -hmm. with the Imperium guys, and uh, the crowd seemed a little confused. You know, to the train now, you saw what happened, but, right. you know, to the, you know, the fans were just like, oh, oh what, huh, what? And then uh, I don't know if they showed the replay mm -hmm. to explain what happened, but down the line, you're going to have to start doing the same safety protocols when it comes to bigger things. Like, yeah. like I said, going through an announcer's table or going through a table or going off a ladder, have to have the ref dive out and, you know, do the same protocols in a work sense. Yeah. Or shoot sense to see if he really did get hurt, but... You know, he stopped the match because the guy took a bump. And but like a guy goes through a table, you're just gonna stand there and go, All right, get back in the ring. One, <laughs> right, right, two. It's like, Yeah, you have to balance it out. Yeah, you know, and I think that comes with time. You know, I, I, it's, it, it feels very, it more so recently than ever. Like it feels like they're, they're stopping or they're doing the ref stoppages more now, maybe under the Hunter regime or maybe just because they've, they've become more. I don't know. I don't want to well, say they it. with the with the merger, right? Maybe that's part of it. I, it's like maybe yeah. because they have new protocol and and because it's a UFC you know style company that could have something to do with it. Um, I, I definitely think if it were me, I would have done the same thing. And you know, after watching the Austin Theory um, uh, Carmelo Hayes bump last night, like if you get a chance to check it out, it's it's on Twitter. Um, that was definitely an ugly bump and it's like well yeah. if he came down if we all saw his neck bend that way on tv i can't even imagine what it looked like to the referee and the yeah. fact that they they collided their heads together it's like fuck you got to stop and the fact that like you know too like to be fair like grayson waller was was concerned about the way that it looked and it was like that's a shoot brother like you gotta you gotta make a, a game time call in there but i definitely agree where you're like how are we gonna make this you know, as realistic as possible while we're protecting the performers, but also making sure that we're not, and I don't want to say overreacting because I don't think that's the right phrase, but it's the, it, it's the concept, right? The idea of how are we Proper, properly reacting? Exactly. Right. How are we approaching all of these situations in a, in a, in an, in an effective way where it's not ruining, ruining is a loose phrase, but like, um, hurting the product. Right. Yeah. But, um, I know there's also been some discourse as well about the Darby Allen spot, with powerhouse Hobbs and, and pod squad, you have to let me know who the other performer was in that. But I don't know if you've seen that where they basically, they swung and they took him by his arms and his feet and they swung him and they threw him in the air and he did this spin and he landed really ugly on the ropes. And I, <sighs> I saw some discourse about that. And, and it's like, you know, everybody's like, Oh, well, you know, everybody's concerned about Carmelo Hayes and, and, and Austin theory, but everybody's shitting on this Darby Allen spot. And it's like, that's not what's happening guys. Everybody should be concerned about somebody taking an ugly bump, especially something that looks way more ugly than maybe potentially it is, right? Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, and again, every company has their own policies and processes, but did you see the Darby spot? Did you get a chance to check no. that out? No, that was, no. 
it was. I have a feeling it's. It's. I have a feeling it's the same way I react to when I see a kid doing a wheelie down the middle of a busy street. It's like I don't want to be a witness to something. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like I agree. I, like during the summertime, you get these kids riding their bikes and doing doing wheelies down like the middle of Oregon Avenue or. Not even in the middle, right? You know, right in the pathway of cars, and you're like, Jesus Christ! I don't want to see some kid get become froggered. Right, you know? right, Just, yeah, yeah. You know, same with Darby. I mean, sure, he's willingly taking these bumps, but you know, maybe sometimes protect people from themselves. Right, right. You know, it's just like, ooh, you know, he's he can do all the bumps he wants now, but when he's fifty, sixty, he's going to be like. Jesus Christ, what was I doing? You know, right, I mean, right. Why did I do have that? A, go, go have a conversation with Steve-O. See how Steve-O's doing, you know? Yeah. Call, you know, what he's think, talking about. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I did, I did, did, there was a delay there. You go. Go ahead. About Steve-O. Oh, no. no just like, go have a, have a conversation with, like, Steve-O and just see how he's feeling right now, you know? And, uh, I mean, it's I mean, kind, kind, kind of coming from the same world, you know? Darby being the skateboarder and... You know, you think back to, uh, you know, Bam Margera and the CKY stuff, you know, being a skateboarder and doing stunts and doing wacky shit. You know, go talk to those guys. See how they're doing. You know, you know, you know when I started in wrestling, the, the vets would say, hey, you know, you might want to take it easy on that. And, you know, now that I'm 50, I'm going, God damn, they're right. Yeah. You know, they were, they were, you know, they were right. You know, this is why I say certain things should be, you know, take it easy on certain things. And people go, oh, you were an ECW. Yeah, that's how I got my fucking opinion. Right, right. You're <sighs> entitled yeah. to that opinion, too. You were the, the extreme guy. I, like, that's that's the way it works. Ask, talk to Taz. Talk to uh, Mikey Whipwreck. Anybody that was in that in that time. I'm sure they would yeah. probably tell you the same thing. Like, Jesus Christ, yeah. I wish I would have done this differently. I wish I would have done that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, save, you know, save some mileage. Yeah. You know, but uh, now I didn't see the Darby bump. Um, not sure if I want to, but yeah. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. But, um, yeah, guys, just take it fucking easy. You know, <laughs> but, like, I'm glad they're doing the ref stoppage. Um, but, you know, in the future, just let's start working in those same protocols into work situations. Agreed. That would have been, for me, like, and when I think about it, that work situation for the ref would have been something acceptable in the Darby situation. Like, I would have preferred to have seen that in the Darby situation there where it's like a, you know, hey, we're going to just check on him real fast. And it looks, I, I think the ref did, if I remember correctly, but it's also like, you know, the way he landed, I mean, his, you watch it, it's out there. It's not, not, not pleasant, but. Um, the now, neck is nothing to fuck with, man. No. Not at all, man. I'll give I'll give you a specific instance. Uh, I was wrestling Christian in Boston. Uh, I can't remember the name of the. Uh, it wasn't the Boston Gardens, the building after the Boston Gardens. Hmm. I'm, I'm wrestling Christian, and uh, do a spot where I put him up on the top rope. I'm gonna come up like I'm gonna suplex him off. And we go back and forth, punches, punch, 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 punch. He gets the best, best of me. I take the big nasty plunge bump off the second rope. And he, he'll he come off with the high crossbody bump. But when I take that nasty plunge, I landed a little too high on my shoulders mm. and whacked my head. Oof. And when I looked up at Christian, everything was like in, like when you look at a, a negative, 
like a film negative. Oh shit! Everything went like for a split second. Everything went whoop whoop. Like just, I stood up. He, you know, we finished the match and we get to the back. I just fucking found a wall and sat on my ass. Mm. And he came over. Just you know, Christian came right over to check on me. Yeah. You okay? And I didn't answer for a bit because I was trying to, you know, come to, so to speak. But, wow. you know, and that happened once. <clears throat> that happened with uh, Kurt Angle. We were doing the, the, the Funka Dojos at the warehouse. Same spot. And that's why I kind of did away with, you know, if it happened once, okay, that's an accident. Second time, I should probably stop doing that fucking spot. The second time was right. with Christian. First time was with Kurt. And I did the fucking bump and landed high on my shoulders oh, and uh, whacked my head. And he went to do a crossbody on me and just fucking, it was like Wiley Coyote hitting a wall. Because oh. I didn't I didn't think to, to sell the fucking high cross. He just kind of went, hit me and fucking bounced off, you know? Yeah. And uh, Marty Funk was kind enough to uh, say that that footage uh, uh, disappeared. Oh, that's good. So does yeah, that was the one match where, like, it really, we had, like, a little bit of a hiccup. But yeah. Out of, the, you know, the four or five days we were there. But, yeah, it, it, it happens. I've been there. I've been in those situations. It's scary, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you don't, sometimes you have to be protected from yourself, mm-hmm. you know. You know, Meanie. What's that, Adam? We hear this a lot. Every CBD company tells you that their product is the best. With quality control measures like lab testing and QR codes now becoming the standard, it can start to seem like all CBD brands are the same, but I'm here to tell you something, meaning they are not. Knowing what makes certain brands better will help you spend your money more wisely and have more confidence as you incorporate CBD oils, topicals, capsules, or gummies into your own wellness routine. And that's why we're proud to partner with Green Road CBD as an official sponsor Mind of the Meanie. And Meanie, I know you're a longtime user of Green Road CBD. How has Green Road CBD helped you in your life? Let me tell you, Green Road CBD is, is a product I've been using for years. And uh, when we started Mind of the Meanie, I always was, was like, let's get Green Roads as a, as a sponsor because I use them almost daily, uh, whether it's the gummies, you know, to take care of the aches and pains of 30 years of, of wrestling, the topical solutions uh, that help my knees, help my back, help my elbows, help my shoulders. Green Road CBD has done everything to help me maintain uh, a pain-free existence from all the years of wear and tear as a professional wrestler. And to me, Meanie, that sounds like the Green Road's difference. And it comes down to a really few important points. They're just part of the reason that they've won industry awards year after year earned thousands of five-star reviews and have heard countless stories from customers just like you about the impact that those products have had on your life. So Green Roads is led by a a compounding pharmacist with 25 years of experience helping her community getting healthy. For her and the entire company, it's more than just a job. It's a mission. And not all hemp sourcing is equal, meaning I'm not sure if you're aware of that. But they select our they select their hemp from high quality American farms, and also not all lab testing is equal, which is why they use an accredited independent lab to conduct full panel tests on every single batch. And that's why Green Roads is an original manufacturer, not just a quote unquote white label brand. So right now you can go to GreenRoads.com, meaning, and save twenty five percent off of your entire purchase. Wow, twenty five percent off of everything, meaning that's huge. And all you have to do is go to their website right now, greenroads.com, and use promo code MEANIE at checkout. It's 25% off your entire purchase 
by using promo code MEANI at greenroads.com. Own the day with Green Road CBD, and we thank them for sponsoring the program. I can tell you from personal experience, I know that after even talking to Novak and Bam about the, some of the stunts that they did, and I haven't, you know, to be clear, I haven't seen Bam in probably seven years in person. I haven't spoken to him in that time either. But even back then, I mean, he's 44 now, so he was, you know, in his mid-30s wow. then. Um, uh, just watching him getting, you know, when he would he would get up in the morning, you know, we would all, we would come over early and he'd be getting up and walking down and he's walking like an old man, you know, he's walking like he's yeah. 70 or 80 years old. That does a significant toll to your body. Ask Knoxville. Like they're all going through those same processes right now. Yes. And the other one that the name that popped into my brain, as you were mentioning was Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay is, I think younger than me. I'm 38. I think Will's 36. And yeah. he's already saying, he's like, I like in, in more than less words, I, maybe I shouldn't have gone as crazy as I should have because now my body is reacting like this. And it's Kenny like Omega. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. That's what I'm saying. Like that, no. those styles are, you know, they, they do damage. They do a number on your body and you have to kind of mitigate. And like you said, I think that's a, that's a great point is, you know, sometimes you have to be protected by, from yourself, but, um, you know, best wishes to Giovanna Vinci and, and Austin theory and, and Carmelo Hayes oh, yeah. and, and Darby Allen. Like we hope everybody's good. We hope there's no long-term injuries or any, any long-term shit. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Vanessa Bella, the fleet center yes. in Boston. That's where I wrestled Christian. And the cool thing, like, I was traveling with Christian around that time, too. We got there early. We watched a hockey game. And then, like, in between, they set up the ring and all that stuff. We got there, like, super early and then wrestled each other. And that happened. I was I was, I was was all right. But right. still, uh, I was just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, Looking at a negative like that, that's that's some scary shit. That is a, that yeah. is a specific reference that I understand. But And yeah. then thinking about... My vision being like that is like holy shit, that is terrifying. So and uh, to, what Travis says, the more I see crazy bumps, the less they mean to me. And that that you run the, you know, uh, run the the risk of desensitizing the audience. Mm-hmm. So like, dude, <clears throat> excuse me. Um. When I was a kid, the craziest thing I had seen was Jimmy Snuka attack Don Morocco by running and doing basically a dive over the top rope to the floor and ripping his clothes off. And that, to me, yeah. that was the craziest thing. I had. This was 1983. Uh, you know, Don Morocco was on Buddy Rogers' corner. Yeah. You know, uh, before Piper's Pit, there was Rogers' corner. And uh, Rogers' interview on Don Morocco... And they set it up to where during Morocco's interview, Snooker just walks out to go to the ring for his match, and the crowd's popping. And he's like, Oh, how dare you come out on my, you know? And Morocco always had like that crazy, wild Jim Belushi type character. He just like, Ah. And he goes up and he uh, starts motherfucking Snooker from ringside. (laughs) I think he spit at. Snooka. Oh, shit. Snooka looked down and went, oh, all right. And, like, hit the opposite ropes and then ran and did a dive. And just tore his clothes off. I just beat him up, tore his clothes off. And to me, that was the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. Now it's every fucking match. Yeah, dude. You know, it's just like, yeah. God damn. The most challenge, 
I, I get, it would be a challenge for a lot of guys today to, to stay in the fucking ring. Mm-hmm. Not one bump to the outside, you know, just yeah. keep, keep it all in the ring. You just, know? just, it's like, I kind of, I have to agree with that. There was a clip that they showed the other day on Twitter. It was the um, Canadian destroyers. Is that what they call the move? The backflip and the head, you know, like the the inverted flip, the, power. the forward flip into the pile driver. Yeah, yeah. There was a whole clip where there was a dance, like a two, two or th- like it was like three or four Canadian destroyers in a row, and neither, no one was selling it, and it was just like, <sighs> guys. And again, I I, I want to be clear, like I'm not shitting on anybody, right? I'm just talking about the performance of of what I'm watching. It's like. What's the point for me as a as a fan who wants to be entertained? Like I don't find this entertaining in in wrestling, right? If this was a different performance, maybe I would find that impressive. But like, I don't know. I feel like you should sell this movie. Like, if you're on the outside of the ring and Bad Bunny's giving it to John Morrison, you're going to sell it like it's fucking crazy. But you're doing three or four in a ring at the same time. It's like I don't know. This is like okay. What's the next thing? You know? And it goes it goes back to my point of if you're going to have a ref stoppage for a, a regular back bump where a guy bumped his head. Yeah. What's a fucking kid? A Canadian destroyer should be way worse than that, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there should be a ref stop. Hey, have a ref stoppage on a Canadian destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's condition the fans to say, hey, these moves mean something. Mm-hmm. Well, to the point where if someone, yeah. well, here's the thing. It's like, you know, with the super kick. Yeah. Oh God. Or, or the DDT. Yeah. More specific. Let me go to the DDT because Jake is like, well, these guys are doing DDTs and people are kicking out. This makes my DDT look that much more promising, right? Yeah. Like you, your DDT might must be weak as shit if you know people are kicking out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Have WWE in WWE have somebody hit a Canadian destroyer and have a ref stoppage. Mm-hmm. So when you see eighty of them somewhere on the indie show and they go, "Oh, that guy must be fucking weak as hell." They, People are kicking out his fucking head in his story, you know? Yeah. You, you can condition the fans to start, you know, back in the day. <clears throat> if somebody put somebody in a submission, just go, you want to give up? Okay, ring the bell. Yep. But then pro wrestling developed the tap out. Yes. From, from MMA. Now that WWE's in that same universe with UFC... Start adapting something with ref stoppages. Mm-hmm. You know, Canadian Destroyer, have the ref check on him, ring the bell. Yeah. He's knocked out, right? Yeah. And there are people like, oh, how dare you? That's disgusting. No, it's adding realism to the product. Right. To right. where protect your product. You know, WWE can start protecting their product and make it more realistic mm-hmm. with these ref stoppages. Where they can, you know, eat, you know, when they uh, start doing them for work, they're less confused when somebody really gets hurt. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep, that's my idea. Oh, I don't disagree with that. I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great point. But I also, if you may, entertain me for a moment, yes. sir. I believe that I also have a great idea in the form of a question. Oh, what's that? Are you ready to ask me? Any? I would love to. Ask me something. You cause Pabst Blue Ribbon. Don't forget. <laughs> That's what you do after you drink a Pabst Blue Ribbon is you give them one of these. Don't forget to tweet us your questions using the you hashtag. You don't want to be anywhere in my fucking radius. Uh, 
after a night of PBR and I'm fucking hammered drunk the next morning. Good grief, man. Stay far away. That doesn't work for me, brother. Stay away. Make fucking clear the space. It's going to be at least an hour and a half while I'm in the bathroom. Uh, those PBR shits are nothing to fuck with. But what is yeah, something to fuck with is this segment here. Walking it's my farts. Favorite segment we do on the show. Don't forget to tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie, and we may hear them, or you may hear them on the show when we ask. We're making good on this question from last week from Pod Squad member Vanessa Bello. Hello, Vanessa. Kevin Dunn was often considered controversial in his often dizzying camera work techniques. Whether it was the quick cuts, the sudden zooms, or the quick back and forth pans when the talents struck each other repeatedly, did these wild techniques hurt or help the overall presentation of the WWE product? And Meanie, before we answer that, I want to see if you had a seltzer with you today. I do. Like I said, I brought up two fucking cases, so I didn't forget. (laughs) I can't forget. (laughs) I shouldn't shake shake that, should I? But... uh... He's got. Like I said, I'm going to be riding this one for the next couple of weeks. Uh, the Bellevue pumpkin pie. Atta boy, seltzer. I got a a giant bottle at Royal Farms today. Uh, it's the orange mango flavor, which is the superior flavor of all flavors over there. It's the sparkling beverage, which is fucking fantastic. They, We're gonna crack good, uh, that. They have good uh, fried chicken too. Or... They have fantastic fried chicken, man. I, I, when I want to stop and I'm feeling squirrely. I'll get a breakfast sandwich with their fried chicken, egg and cheese, bro. Yeah. Throw some hot sauce on that bitch. We are in fucking business. We're going to crack these yes, Johns here. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. That was oh, a, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a nice sizzly fart you talk about. You know, that little. Like you're uh, launching a space shuttle. <laughs> the fizz went up my nose. <laughs> It's like watching a dog take a shit in the snow. You see that little <laughs> steam come out before. The devil like just floating out. Spe- yeah. In five, four, three, two, one. We have liftoff. Instead of NASA, it's ASA. <laughs> I have found that those farts, particularly the quietest ones, or it's just oh, like the real, just real subtle. It's like a. Those are the worst smelling ones ever. Like, and I you're call just, them, fuck, man. You're just like, fuck, I can't get the smell out of my car. I call, I call them paint peelers. Yeah. <laughs> Since we talked about George Carlin, George yeah. Carlin said, he would always say, the kind of fart that would end a marriage. <laughs> it's true. Which fucking just assassinated me with those words because- I automatically got the visual of a guy farting, his wife grabbing two suitcases and walking out the door. <laughs> it's too much. I'm done. I can't deal with the smell. That's she. She says no, nothing. You just hear. <laughs> she goes, grabs the suitcases, walks out the door, never to be seen again. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. So let's see where we're. So did Kevin Dunn's wild techniques hurt or help? The overall presentation of the WWE product. Question from Vanessa Bello. A little uh, inside baseball, but those uh, camera creations were not of Kevin Dunn. Mm. Those were of a producer named Marty Miller. Interesting. Marty uh, used to be a 
Camera guy. Marty's from Philly. And uh, familiar with Marty. You know, we shared plenty of flights. And he used to shoot Philly's games as a cameraman. But he worked his way up through WWE production. And uh, the reason why I know it's Marty, because I've heard somebody make reference to it in an interview. I don't know if they meant to say it or anything. They're like, his initials are MM. I was like, oh, Marty Miller. All right. So, uh, and the reason why, and here's why they do it, right? We're in the age of 4K video. Right. HD, HD cameras, 4K, whatever. And they're going to catch a lot of stuff that you probably don't want them to catch, like a missed punch. Like, the cameras are so good now. If somebody throws a punch, it misses. Yeah. You're going to see that daylight between the fist and the face. So if you do a quick, like, cut, they, it takes out the, um, takes out the possibility of exposing the work. I don't want to say exposing the business. We all know it's a work, but there's still magic tricks that we do to make people believe, to take people out, of, you know, put down their, um, guard and yeah uh suspend their disbelief you know people have known wrestling's been to work since you know the 40s right but it's what we do in the ring to helps make them forget right and and brawls brings them into the illusion so with the better technology and the better cameras if somebody throws a drop kick and it doesn't make a hundred percent contact somebody throws a kick and it doesn't really land as well as it should have, these cameras are going to pick it up. And now with DVRs, you can super slow-mo and this, that, and the other thing. So if you go to do a cut, like a super cut away, it takes away that uh, chance that you're going to see something not land and pe- take people out of the illusion. Right. And uh, yeah, Marty started doing that. And uh, you know, now that Kevin's gone... <laughs> And, and if Marty's still there, I don't see it going away anytime soon. No. I think they might try some new new, dip, new and different techniques, but I don't think they're going to deviate from what, you know, yeah, you for don't, all intents and purposes, it, it, seems to work. In wrestling, I was taught, you know, the term is daylight. You know, like if you're pinning somebody, pin them, get on top of them. Don't have any daylight between you and your opponent. If you throw a punch, keep it tight. You don't want to see daylight between your fist and their face. Right. If you're throwing a drop kick, try to land it the best you can. You don't want any daylight between your feet and the body. You right. Know? <clears throat> Fucking stuck. Jesus Christ, John Sasson, when he was doing this expose, he was showing drop kicks, not, you know, landing and stuff like that. And that was with that footage. That was that with that technology. Right. Now with today's technology, you could pretty much catch a lot of daylight, so mm-hmm. to speak. Uh, RJ Krasinski, what's up, RJ? What's going on, dude? What up, RJ? Would you would, good? Good luck to your bills, sir. <laughs> would you rather? Like I said, okay. oh, well, 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 yep. We're recording Saturday. They play this weekend, so I'm not being sarcastic in case something happens that goes goes against them. Yeah, let me uh, say that. I I truly I like the Bills. I like you know, except for when they play the Eagles. You know, you know. They're Go in the birds. AFC, so they don't. Re- yeah, they're in the AFC, AFC, so their standings have doesn't affect the Eagles. But 
No, uh, I do like the Bills. I like Buffalo. Like I said, it, you know, go back, going back to my ECW days. Yep, fell in love, fell in love with Buffalo. And uh, at a boy. So um, there you go. Uh, <laughs> my apologies. I'm a fucking slob. Hey man. <laughs> hey, we're all we all have those. We all like I sit here and try to quietly belch when I'm doing my ad reads, and I don't know, like if you catch me. My, my nostrils flare and I try to like push it out the side of my mouth but sometimes the smell is so bad or the, the carbonation is so much that it like it catches me so yeah dude I'm you have nothing to apologize I literally sit here in the chair and fart and make sure you try not to hear it so I'm like yeah. it's not on air you know yeah. Carl's like Jesus Christ man I heard that you gotta stop <laughs> I can't cut that out lost control of my body <laughs> had an exorcism <laughs> Uh, where were we? Holy shit. Oh, RJ's, RJ's question. Would you oh, rather yeah. play up, football in a rainstorm or a snowstorm? Oh, that's the question. That is the question. I thought there was going to be a or. Mm -mm. Uh, would you rather play football in a rainstorm or a snowstorm? I would think maybe snowstorm because, you know, one of my favorite, one of the, my favorite all-time Eagles games was Eagles Detroit, mm. um, 2015 maybe. Uh, it was like a perfect day out, and then all of a sudden there's two feet of snow on the ground. Mm. But like the players were saying, you know, they were they were getting tackled and the, they were hitting the ground. It was so soft, you know. Just yeah, I would I, I would think. Now look, if I had a choice. In everyday life, between rain and snow, I'm choosing rain every so you time. Don't have to fucking, you don't have to shovel rain. I, I like snow when I was a kid, and it got me out of fucking school. But you know, as an adult, I still have to do adult shit in the snow. Yes. So I'll pick rain and every day of the week. But if you're asking me about playing football, I would say snow, just because, you know. It, it it would be fun. Mm -hmm. Like some of some of my favorite games have been, you know, watching the NFL have been in snow games. Yeah. You know, so I would definitely say snow. Great question too, by the way. Matt from Dover wants to know: Hey, Meanie, with AJ Brown out, do you think Ooh. the Eagles have a chance? I don't know, man. Uh, if they stick to the run game, I say yes. Eagles need to run the fucking ball again. Oh well, actually, this drops the the morning of the game, so yeah. Uh, there's you know we won't be outdated with this. Um, and that was my biggest fear, you know, his knee and stuff. He got that fucking New York Giants fucking turf, taking out more people than Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> like, Jesus fuck. <laughs> Yeah, then a, the opening sequence of Saving Private Ryan. Fuck. Yeah, seriously. There's that video of the guy from the Jets just in the three-point stance, and you see his fucking Achilles just explode and roll oh, up his fucking leg. God. And he didn't even do anything. Ugh. What the fuck is that turf made of? It makes Their turf makes the fucking Vance Stadium turf look like a fucking bouncy castle. Seriously. You know, like a lot of players have been hurt on that turf, and AJ's just been an, another victim of it. You know, um, 
Yeah, just Swift's in, Smitty's in. Um, they run the ball. Got to run the fucking ball. And not for nothing, supposedly the weather's going to be really bad. Like mm-hmm. over 90% chance of rain. Oh, so, God. It's going to be a shit show. Yeah, so you definitely want to run the ball. Even though I've heard the theory from NFL players that they like the pass in the rain because the receiver knows their route. The defender doesn't. So if the receiver can run a certain route in the rain and make the defender slip, it works to their advantage. But then again, uh, Jalen Hurts had his finger on his throwing hand dislocated. Uh, If you watch that fucking horrific Giants game they fucking played last week. Oh, he threw a pass and the, it was bad. It was God, bad. I, I, it, 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 it happened to me. That, like this is why my hand is like permanently like that instead of like that. instead of this. You know, this fucking popped out of socket. Mm-mm. But um, yeah, um, if the Eagles run the ball. I think they'll be all right. Yeah. Baker Mayfield's pretty banged up too. But if they make it to the second round against San Fran, it's probably curtains because they're just so who do you have on defense there's nobody on defense everybody fucking Sidney Brown just tore his ACL yeah it's just like fuck Mm-mm. they're just decimated you know if the offense was clicking it's like here's two things the offense isn't clicking because the defense can't get off the field right and the defense can't get off the field because they're so tired because the offense is, isn't clicking you know, the offense, like, I hate that the fucking Eagles defer every coin flip, you know? Oh, God, I would yeah. Rather the, I, I, want, I would love the Eagles to take the ball first quarter and do a nice, long, drawn-out drive to find a rhythm. Right. And, you know, have the oppo- you know, the opposing team's defense worn out by the time they score a first touchdown, you know? Right. Instead of deferring, and then our defense goes out there, <laughs> the opposite team does a nice, long, sustained drive against our defense. So by the time our offense gets out there and tries to find a a rhythm, yeah, you know, it's like a three and out. And then, you know, the, our you know defense comes back out, and they're fucking tired because they just had a nice, long fucking drive put against them. Yeah. If you take – if you win the coin flex – if you win the coin flip, Eagles, please just take the fucking ball. Yeah. Just take the fucking ball and do a nice long fucking drive. Our last question for this week, our friend Primetime Grape with the new <laughs> oh name God. Juice 1024. How much extra damage to an opponent do you think would happen if you let out a rip snorter of a booty tootie <laughs> during the descent of a meanie salt? I don't know if I would even land the meanie saw because the fart would throw my off my uh, trajectory, and I might hit the opposite turnbuckle. <laughs> I might uh, do. I might fart myself into a tree of woe. <laughs> you know, like like Kevin Selvin used to do back in the day. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. Fart yourself. Fart yourself right into a shoot, sir. And uh, we want to say I've thank definitely you. farted, you know, like when I was training with Al. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <clears throat> he had like these super high ceilings, 
it was an old Masonic temple, and our our gym was in the the auditorium where the it was a it was a Masons hall, like Freemasons. And they had this, you know, uh, his his gym kind of looked like a mini version of the Manhattan Center, mm. and the high ceilings with these big fucking ro- fans that looked like helicopter fucking blades. And one time I'm sitting there, sitting ringside. <coughs> God damn. I'm sitting ringside in a chair and I'm watching Al climb the top rope and I fucking do the one cheek sneak. I lift up and go. <laughs> and as Al's climbing the top rope, you see him go like. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking slowly climbed back down. Oh my God. Or there would be a time where like we're all in the ring and we're practicing. I would, you know. Being standing in one corner, I would go and then do the Rick Steiner jog around the ring. <laughs> Dragon tail. Yep. Oh, yeah. You see everybody fucking diving out like they're fucking mm. diving into a pool. Just like, Love you it. know. The <laughs> <laughs> only thing oh. misses is a bunch of swim caps. You know? <laughs> swim caps and some floaties. Yep. And then I'm out. That's it. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine, man. Well, I guess with yeah, the Al, the fan just pulling up everything is just making oh, it yeah. ten times worse. Yeah, he he was just like, oh, <laughs> you see it happen in real time. Just like, <laughs> yeah, you just you can see it's like it's just like the mo you just the moment before it's just etched into your brain because now their face is contorted and there's no going back, man. No yeah, walking like, it back. The cartoon Pepe Le Pew, when you see the fucking vapors coming off them and yep. stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's like it's like, <laughs> yeah, <just laughs> wafting up his nose, oh, destroying God. his nasal cavities. <laughs> oh. I was young too, man. I, I had some good young young guy farts. Oh man. man, I'm telling you, dude. I I would say my farts have gotten worse since I've gotten older. Like my farts have always been like pretty gnarly, but. They've gotten progressively worse since I've been older. So, dude, it's like now that I'm fifty, I'm I'm getting the walking farts. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm like walking. I'm like I'm like I look to see who's behind me. I'm like, I'm like really? Oh did I just God. fucking did I just scare myself? <laughs> it's like the, it does this fall out. The, <laughs> My mom would be walking on. <laughs> My mom would be walking across the living room here. Ma, ooh, was that me? Ooh, ooh, Brian, I shot a bunny. Yep, yep. Whatever that meant. Whatever the fuck. I. Why are you shooting bunnies, ooh. and why do they sound like that? Yeah. <laughs> like. Patsy used to do that. My grandmother, I think I told you that story before. We were all over there for one of the Christmas parties at my uncle Al's house. And uh, he had like a seating area over here and then the kit, like the dining room. And then there was another separate room, uh, like a first living room. And I guess she didn't think anybody was in, like we, a bunch of us were sitting in the living room and she walked into the dining room and I swear to God, dude, she tilted over to the left and brought her right foot up off the floor and let one go. That was very much like that, but it was like, hefty you know what i mean it was like bubbly and it was like and it was a loud fart and we all were like we all just like she came out 
in the other room, we're all just like staring at her. She's like, oh, that just slipped out. We're like, no, it didn't. We watched you lift your Slip. fucking leg. That did not slip out. That was not a that slip. That was shoved. That was a 45-second fucking Evan Rude sound. That did not slip. That was forced. Like, I could hear you grunting while you let that one go. <laughs> I saw you contemplating. Disgusting. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you were just thinking about all life's decisions while you let that one go. So... But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a that was a unique time. But uh, I want to thank you, sir, thank for you. answering any questions. Oh, actually, Vanessa's got one more question. We do have time for one more question. If you do, absolutely. Uh, what are your thoughts, sir, on the UFO series? Oh yeah, uh, TMZ put out a new three-part series called UFO Revolution uh, on Tubi. And it is probably one of the better UFO documentaries I've seen. Um, as we're speaking yesterday, they had a uh, secret hearing in a skiff between 16 senators and the head of the uh, intelligence committee or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm screwing up a little bit. No, you're okay. Uh, and, you know, everybody who came out of that meeting, both Democrat, Republican said, uh, we had 10 questions. Now those 10 questions, he might not, he, he said, you know, there's some things they didn't know, but like six of those questions are things we've heard about. Mm. So it just further legitimized everything that came out in the hearing in July with uh, David Grush, with uh, uh, Ryan Graves and David Fravor, who testified about seeing these things. But back to the uh, special uh, the three-part uh, series on Tubi that's absolutely free, costs you nothing to uh, watch it. The only thing that sucks is commercials, but, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Uh, it's perfect because you don't have to be an expert to watch it. Oh, that's cool. Like, like they, you know, I mean, if, you, if you're familiar with the subject, you're like, oh, they're talking about this guy. Yeah, but... This isn't for the like I say. What wrestling is? This isn't for the smart marks. Uh-huh. This is for the casual viewer because they have to explain these things to people who might not know, right? As much as we do. I follow. I've been following this daily. You know, um, no, I've been following my whole life, but like it's just 2017 things start ramping up. Yeah, you know, with the New York Times article stuff like that, and the videos coming out. But yeah, uh, this this uh, three parter. UFO UFO Revolution on Tubi. Three one-hour episodes, easy watch. Um, it's balanced, too, because um, they go into the uh, hearings that happened in Mexico uh, where Ryan Graves, who was an airline, uh, not airline, he was an Air Force pilot. Mm-hmm. And one of our top pilots who has seen these things, uh, he was invited down there. And then all of a sudden, the the Mexican government brings out these things that they say are bodies. And it was just a complete shit show. You see see the embarrassment on his face when they do this. And he's just like, and people want to take photos. He's like, I'm not going anywhere near those fucking bodies. Not in that language. He's like, I'll take a photo anywhere, but in this room right now, you know, right. you just see his embarrassment because, you know, he's trying to 
present it in a, you know in a serious manner, and then they pull this fucking stunt. Mm-mm. So it's cool that they show what happened and call bullshit on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Where another series would have been like, oh my god, look at these. Yeah. No, they're like, yeah, this is bullshit. Right. So there, there's there's a balance between stuff that's unexplainable and stuff that's clearly bullshit. So mm-hmm. it, it's a fairly mm-hmm. balanced documentary. Uh, you know, and they brought out a lot of the uh, people I've been following. You know, uh, Richard Dolan and uh, George Knapp mm. and uh, a whole bunch of other folks that are experts in this field. Uh, definitely recommend it. If you're into uh, UFOs like myself, uh, go on YouTube, type in UFO and do your uh, search, refine your search to this week. And it's just, with this hearing that's been going on, it's just, it's crazy. Just like how how close I think we're getting to something. Yeah. Because there's a, a belief out there that there's another country that's looking to come out with disclosure about what's been going on no shit i think and the word is that the u.s government wants to get ahead of them on this announcement because we're people live in a bubble sometimes they think yeah something if you're an american you think this is just happening in america this is happening all over the world right right it's not just exclusive to us right yeah yeah other countries are seeing this they're experiencing in this and uh the the belief is there's another country that's working on coming out with what the fuck's going on, which, you know, the U S government doesn't want to come out because, well, with the U S government, there's like a secret fucking program going. That's why we're having these hearings. Right. You know, Congress wants to find out where this money's going to the, 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 the Pentagon hasn't been able to pass an audit, an audit, you know, so where's this extra money going to? Right, as these programs, and uh, you know, watch the special. I don't want to, you know, go and watch it with your own uh, fresh set of eyes and yep. uh, watch it and soak it in because I think uh, this year we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For, look, I'm not an expert, but I. I follow people who are more of an expert than me mm-hmm. and it looks like we're getting closer and closer to more shit coming out and uh, the, the fear is if you start talking about it you know there might be a, a certain shock level yeah that we don't know if people can handle you know well right that's the that's the question that i always have is like for me it's like what's the big fucking deal you know like and, right. and i and i it's like why are we, if, if, if you have all this information and you're aware of these things and you know that it's happening, like, why not just fucking say it? Why not just come out and just get ahead of the curve and be like, yep, this is what we have. And this is what we found. And, you know, I think, like you said, I think the, the, the idea of extraterrestrials has been vilified and, you know, in theater and, and entertainment and things like that. So people are already freaked well, my, out, you know? Yeah. My theory is that Hollywood's been trying to prepare us and mm. uh, trying to uh, prep us. Uh, for instance, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, that movie, there's a character in that movie who's a, a French 
a researcher that's loosely based on uh, UFO researcher Jacques Vallée. Mm. Well, the real life Jacques Vallée is in that movie as an extra. <laughs> oh, no shit. Uh, they, yeah, a lot of that stuff's based on stuff that's really happened. Wow. You know, project, project Blue Book type shit. Wow. Uh, and uh, I just watched that uh, Netflix docu- documentary on uh, and uh, Steven Spielberg. There was the uh, school in South Africa where Spielberg, you know, first told people about, you know, what was going on, you know, the the whole thing with the school children having an encounter with with a UFO and aliens and stuff like that. So, right. I, th- I, I think Hollywood's been preparing us for it, but there's, there's a lot of theories that I don't, if they're true, I don't, I don't know if America's or humans yeah. are ready for them if, the, if they're true. So, well, I want to say that I'm ready to let you know, sir, because this is true that I appreciate yes. you doing this show with, uh, with me every week and answering these questions we get from our listeners and our pod squad. Again, as a reminder, don't forget to tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie, and you may hear them on the show. As we said as well, don't forget, next week is our 200th episode. So we hope yeah. that you will tune in and listen and check it out. Lots of great surprises for you coming up. Additionally, Meanie, as of right now, as I announced on my Twitter, I have been accepted again to do cover the Royal Rumble in Tampa, Florida this year. So I will be doing, I believe, our 201st episode live and direct from Florida. So I will give more information as we get closer. Just have to make sure I can take my fucking roadcaster with me onto the airplane, which I'm pretty sure I can. As long as I can fit it in the overhead compartment, it's going with me. So. Uh, we will do a show live and direct from there. But Meanie, I want to thank you again uh, for doing the program. Thank you. And I want to just let everybody know where they can stay up to date with all things blue when we're not listening to the show. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, mark off Thursday, April 4th on your counter, the Meanie Meanie Party at McCusker's. Uh, it's going to be a, a a nice way to kick off your WrestleMania week if you're in the Philadelphia area. Come, it costs nothing to attend. Yep. Uh, come on out. Let's have a couple beers together and uh, kick off your mania week at McCusker's Thursday, April 4th. Uh, more de- more details to come. But if you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, uh, that's at Blue Meanie, BWO, on all forms of social media. To support the Blue Meanie, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Blue Meanie. Go on there. I got the new Meanie Mania t-shirt in the uh, design of the current WrestleMania 40 logo. Uh, nice parody, so don't sue me, but go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Uh, support Mind of the Meanie. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Go over there and get a nice little logo shirt designed by Hal Haney. Uh, such great artwork over there at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Use coupon code MEANIE. Or you could use coupon code MIND. and Save 10% over there at collarandelbowbrand.com. Shout out to Rod Hicks and Al Snow doing fantastic work over at collarandelbowbrand.com. Now that you have all your great-looking wrestling shirts and have your bearded fellow like myself and you want to look good but smell good, Go to madcapbeardcare.com. Get yourself the Blue Spruce Beard Oil and Balm. 
Uh, shout out to my boy Josh Thornton doing an amazing job over there. He rounds up all the the cats in this neighborhood. He takes them to the vet, gets them back. He nurses them back to health and uh, makes them feel good. So if you're a cat lover like myself, go over to madcatbeercare.com. Get the blue spruce beard oil and bomb. The Ultra Pro Wrestling video game coming to all major consoles in late 2024. Ultra Pro Wrestling contains not only original characters created by the amazing Hal Haney, but many real-world wrestlers, including myself and many others. I'm trying not to spoil because I just learned about a whole bunch of other ones that haven't been announced, and my mind continues to be blown by the work they're doing over there at Ultra Pro Wrestling. Uh, to learn more, go to ultraprowrestling.com or go follow them on Twitter at UPW Video Game. That's ultraprowrestling.com or UPW Video Game on social, on the Twitter. Uh, the figure collections, Bone Crushing Series Wrestlers Variants. Let me start that over. The Bone Crushing, <laughs> the figure collections, Bone Crushing Wrestlers Series 1 Variants of the Blue Mini are available now. But for how much longer? I do not know. All Series 1s can be ordered right now, for now at shop.figurecollections.com. That's shop.figurecollections.com. They're close to selling out. I think the BWO one has sold out. The OG might be still available as of uh, this uh, recording, but uh, definitely check them out uh, before they're gone. Uh, shout out to Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Uh, Jim made a three of three handmade BWO custom Air Jordan 1 sneakers for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. So if you want to see these wonderful pieces of art for your feet, go to all forms of social media at G-O-I Kicks. That's G-O-I Kicks. See these awesome looking sneakers. Uh, to have the Blue Mini on your podcast, go to podstars.net. That's P-O-D-S-T-A-R-Z dot net. Uh, register your podcast, and then you can book me to be on your show at podstars.net. Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Uh, let's make somebody stay a little bit brighter over there at cameo.com slash BWO. Uh, Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO. Book through the website. Don't book through the app. The app takes like 20% or something like that. It's ridiculous how much money they take and not give it to the talent that mm. you think you're spending. So go to Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO and book through the site today. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard... Where can we find you, sir? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, and Blue Sky, because i got to start using Blue Sky a little bit more, and maybe Threads, too. Uh, Twitter's a fucking hellscape. You can find me there at This Is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. So follow me there and stay up to date with all things Goober. You can also listen to my show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net. Got a couple of great episodes coming up. Not only my uh, follow-ups at the Royal Rumble, but I got guests, uh, including Andreas Hale and Mega Ran. So don't forget to tune in and listen, foundationradio.net. Go to brothersgatter.com and pick up your very own Adam Bernard Wrestle Buddy. Uh, there are only very limited quantities left. Uh, you can go and pick one up. And you can also pick up the blue guy on top of that. You can pick up your blue meanie wrestle buddy. And then meanie, as you're aware, your favorite podcast host together. You can get a two-pack. That's right, two-pack. Two-pack. 
of your favorite podcast host, the Mind of the Meanie two-pack deal by going to brothersgatter.com. Go to the Feinberg Method, use promo code Goober and save 20% up of 20% off of your entire purchase. Uh, my trainer, Brad Feinberg, is ready to help you with not just your physical, but mental well-being. So go to the Feinberg Method. Dot com. Shout out to the homies at the 10th Ward Barbershop in downtown Lawrenceville on the outskirts of Pittsburgh. Don't forget to go over there and for all of your hair and beard needs, tell Kane that Goober sent you and schedule your appointment today at 10th Ward Barbershop.com. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. Pick up a shirt and help keep the lights on at the Casa de Mini and the Barnard Home for Wayward and troubled youth. Don't forget, we're also officially a brand partner with the WWE shop. So inside of our show notes going forward, you will find our exclusive link to pick up your brand new WWE swag and merchandise to wear to all the shows. So you'll see that in the show notes going forward. You'll also find that on all of our Twitter accounts uh, for the program and our personal ones as well. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash mind of the meaning and sign up to become a part of the pod squad today. Tears start at just $10 a month. We want to thank our sponsors, Manscaped and Green Road CBD, for uh, sponsoring the program today. And we want to thank you for listening. You. And remember to uh, rate us, subscribe on YouTube, like, comment, and uh, share the show. And also leave us a five-star review uh, wherever you listen. We want to thank you again, Pod Squad. Thank you for being here while we record today. And for the Blue Meanie, I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind. The Meanie. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. That's me. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is performed by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or X or whatever, at Mind of the Meanie, and become part of the pod squad by going to patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Minnie's brain out.